Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're here with third grade teacher from Denver and author of the book, I Wish My Teacher Knew How One Question Can Change Everything for Our Kids. Kyle Schwartz, welcome to the EdCast. Thank you so much for having me. So, Kyle, I think our listeners would be really interested in the sort of premise for your book and also how this whole thing originated. You asked a very simple question of your students, and the question is, I wish my teacher knew, what compelled you to stop and ask them about what they wish they knew? Well, I started just doing this very simple exercise in my class in my first year of teaching. And I just really didn't know what I didn't know. And instead of making assumptions about my students, I really just allowed them the space to tell me what I needed to know. And it really was as simple that first year as passing out note cards and writing on the board, I wish my teacher knew blank, and then I collected them. But um, over the years that I've done it, the kids really insisted on sharing them with the class. And so they they were like, Miss Swartz, I want to read mine out loud. So it really became a community-building exercise in my class um, where all the kids kind of sat in the circle and they read out to their peers what they wish their teacher knew. And it's been a really powerful experience. You know, at the heart of what you're saying, the community-building component and the relationship-building component, it's really the teachers listening to the students rather than just vice versa. And I'm curious, do you think that teachers today – have a hard time hearing their students, and, and why? I mean, just something to message out to all the other teachers across the country. Well, I think there are certainly, like, forces and pressures of education that would make us think that our time is best spent, um, you know, just um, collecting data and measuring everything. And in that type of world, it really does take courage to value that which we can't measure. Um, and I do believe that relationships are at the heart of every learning experience. So it's about teachers really taking the time and making the space to hold sacred the time that it takes to make those human connections with students. I will say, I think most teachers are doing that work, um, but I would really like um, the education you know, industry and the powers that be to really honor that relationship building work, that community building work that we're doing every day in our classroom. Yeah, it's something, something that's sort of hard to quantify, yet it's really at the core of so much of what makes education work and beautiful. Um, you used to, you, you do this exercise with elementary school students, Kyle. Um, do you see this as something that all ages can use, uh, teachers of different grades as well? Well, I've heard from teachers, I mean, running the gamut, everything from kindergarten students doing this all the way up to college students doing I wish my professor knew. Um, so I really think that there's no real age limit. Of, sure, of course, you'll have to adapt it for your particular students. Um, but really what's at the heart of it is just, um, you know, saying to students, hey, I want to know you better. And I want you as the expert in your own learning to let me know, you know, how I can be a better teacher to you. What information do I need? So really at any age level, this can take place. Kyle, I think our listeners would be intrigued to know like that this was an activity that you did in your classroom, but then it had suddenly all sorts of national attention. Tell us about how this idea and this concept went viral for you. 
Well, like I said, I had been doing the lesson since my first year of teaching, and um, it had always been uh, successful in my classroom, and I'd always really um, enjoyed the experience with my students, but I didn't really share the lesson, you know, not even with the teachers in the classroom next door. Um, you know, I, maybe I just thought it was, like, too simple to reach out and share to them. Um, but one day I found a crumpled orange piece of paper in my kitchen, and as I unfolded it, I noticed a child's handwriting, and that note said, um, I wish my teacher knew I don't have pencils at home to do my homework. Um, and when I saw those words, you know, I kind of remember that student, but I also saw something worth sharing, and so I took a picture of it, I uploaded it to my new Twitter account, and I really just hoped that other teachers would ask the same question to their students. And much to my surprise, they did, and it ended up, you know, going viral, and, um, you know, like, TV cameras all of a sudden came to the school, and there was a lot of attention on it, and it really amplified my students' voices, and while I was very surprised at the media attention, I do think it should, um, I think it should be noticed when, you know, kids are living with realities in their life um, that are really difficult, you know, when kids are impacted by poverty, when they don't have the resources that they need to learn. I do think that that's a conversation worth having, and I'm really proud of my students for sparking it. So you've been a teacher, is it now for roughly five years? This is my fifth year, yes. Well, you know, what is it that inspires you as a teacher? In so many ways, others would probably say you and your lesson, maybe now your book, inspire them as a teacher because it, you know, shows all the needs of the students and, and the sort of beauty of that relationship between teacher and student. But what, what would you say now, going into your fifth year, inspires you as a teacher? Is it still the same things that inspired you when you were a first-year teacher? Well, I really got into education um, after doing an AmeriCorps year through a program called City Year, where we worked um, in public schools in D.C., and just noticing just how inequitable our school system was was a real shock for me. It definitely angered me when I um, first realized it, really juxtaposing these schools in Southeast D.C. to the suburban schools that I was able to go to. Um, and so, I mean, really, the inequality in education um, is definitely a motivator for me because I see my students every day and they have so much potential and they're so smart and you know, oftentimes they're met with a school system that's not leveraging their potential, that's not acknowledging their assets and investing in them. So that's certainly a motivator for me. But I also um, have had really great mentors in my in my career. Um, just, you know, the teacher across the hall who's there every day and trying new things and, you know, trying new technology, that's definitely a motivator for me. Um, as well as um, I'm a product of a residency program so I did a year of a teacher residency before I got my own classroom. And that teacher, Rachel Bernard, who I learned under, was a huge inspiration to me. And she really modeled for me that um, relationship-centered classroom. So I really get my inspiration every day, as hard as teaching is, um, you know, from the students and from my colleagues as teachers that I see working so hard. Kyle, this, uh, the question that you asked, you know, it, it's a very simple but a very profound question. Are there, are there other lessons that you sort of have in your tool, toolbox that you also bring out that are in that same vein as, as a question that you pose to the students that they are prompted to answer? 
absolutely. And I talk about this in the book. It's kind of broken up into chapters that really focus on an issue that could arise from these notes, like grief or loss, or um, even, you know, when a child is in danger. So one lesson I do with my class is um, just who are your allies? Like, who can you go to if you need help? Who are the adults at school? Who are the adults at home that you can really trust, that you can confide in? And just having students, you know, identify those allies, I think, is really powerful. But another thing I do for students, um, especially if they have experienced a grief situation, um, perhaps, you know, someone that they love has died, is to just say, like, how are you feeling about that? And write it down. Like, I honor the, these feelings that you're having. I know that it's impacting your learning. So let's take some time and let's let's collect all your memories. Let's write them down. And that's something I do in, like, um, what I call in the book memory books. So I think that there's a lot of really actionable steps that teachers, real-life teachers like myself, can really do in their classroom that are going to respond to students' needs and really impact their learning. Kyle, last question. Um, I'm assuming that you've probably participated in this activity yourself, and if you sort of flipped it, um, what would you write down if you had to ask the que- answer the question, what do you wish your students knew about you? Well, I, I certainly have um, done that with my students. I think it's really kind of a prerequisite. If you're going to ask students to share their life with you, you should really be willing to do the same. Um, but one thing my students are always surprised to hear is that their, you know, cuddly third grade elementary school teacher was once like had major problems in school. I really struggled with behavior um, and connecting with my peers and forming relationships and making friends. You know, I really had a prickly outer shell when I was a kid. And um, so I'm really honest with the kids about that. Like, hey, I had some things in my life that I was dealing with and I did, I dealt with them in really difficult ways that made it hard for me to make friends and made it hard for me to succeed in school. And I think kids are always, like, surprised to hear that because they idealize their teachers. But I think it's a real model for growth for kids. Um, and also, it just gives me a lens for understanding students. Like, knowing every time I got sent down to the office, you know, the thing I needed wasn't, like, quote-unquote, to be disciplined. Like, the thing I needed was, like, understanding and supports and resources. And so to look for that in my students, not just, like, how can I punish you for this behavior, but, like, how can I get to the root of it? What do you need from me? What are the things that you're looking for? And that for me, it's been really powerful in my teaching, but I think it's also been powerful for my students to hear me being so honest about. Kyle Schwartz, third grade teacher in Denver, Colorado, and author of the book, I Wish My Teacher Knew How One Question Can Change Everything for Our Kids. And Kyle's so committed, she's in her classroom right now at 6.30 a.m. doing a landline interview with someone on the East Coast. Kyle, thanks for your commitment to your kids and to education. Oh, thank you so much for bringing attention to this. I think it's very important. Go out and buy the book, folks. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening.